0: Greetings from Cincinnati. This is Patrick Saunders, Rockies beat writer for the Denver Post, bringing you this week's segment of the On the Rocks podcast. Here in Cincinnati, I I did my best to track down Dr. Johnny Fever, Venus Flytrap, Les Nessman, Jennifer Marlowe. Herb Tarlick and Bailey Quarters, no luck. Sorry about that for all of you WKRP and Cincinnati fans. All right, let's talk Rockies a little bit. Special guest today on the podcast. It is Carlos Gonzalez. He of the 473-foot home run that he walloped Monday night at Great American Ballpark. Cargo is uh, one of the favorite athletes I've ever covered. He's uh, candid he's funny uh, he's just as you guys know he is just a real he's a joy let's put it that way and cargo talks about a variety of things he talks about the significance of june 5th which now has become uh, a day for him to circle on the calendar uh, he talks about his his beautiful young family uh, his kids were in the clubhouse a few days ago and Uh, It was just remarkable to see Cargo interacting with his family and having fun. So Cargo opens up a little bit about his children. Uh, He also talks about the Rockies' chances of winning their first National League West title. So good stuff, as always, from Carlos Gonzalez. I hope you'll stay with us for the second segment. And then in the third segment, my colleague, uh, Kyle Newman, uh, has his thoughts on a few things. One is filling the doll void. What we mean by that is who's going to take up some of the slack in the wake of David Dahl's broken foot, the injury that put him on the disabled list, and he's out for probably another six weeks or so. Uh, Kyle ponders the question about uh, will the vintage cargo show up? It certainly seems like he's going to. Uh, what about Noel Cuevas, Mike Tochman, Gerardo Parra, etc.? can those guys pick up some of the slack now that David Dahl is out with an injury? And then Kyle also talks about what he calls the burden carriers. And those are the players such as Nolan Arenado, DJ LeMayhew, Charlie Blackman, Trevor Story, and as well as the pitchers Adam Adovino when he gets healthy, Wade Davis, and starters Herman Marquez and Kyle Freeland. Can those get? Can those players carry the weight for this team into September uh, for this team to be able to make a run at an NOS title? So that's what we have on tap for you in this version of the On the Rocks podcast. I hope you stay with me. Up next, my interview with Carlos Gonzalez. Saunders, Rocky writer for the Denver Post. I'm here in Cincinnati before what is today? Uh, Wednesday's game between the Rockies and the Reds. I'm here with Cargo, Carlos Gonzalez, after his what was your home run last night? Cargo, 473 feet, right? Yeah. Could you repeat for the uh, r- the uh, listeners who didn't get to read my quote on you uh, <laughs> about June 5th?
1: June 5th? June 5th. June 5th is one of those days that I have that you have to remind me that I'm. That I'll have to be in the lineup. You know, just give me a, send me a quick text or whatever. Could give me a call and let me know that it's June fifth. So, uh, you know, after last night, you told me that you know five years ago I, I hit three home runs and here in Cincinnati and then yesterday it was another good game. So, uh, just remind me, please.
0: <laughs> Cargo I know is uh, the decision to return to the Rockies. Uh, seems like now after your your early season scuffles, now you're kind of hitting a stride. Uh, you happy with that decision i'm I'm assuming you must be
1: yeah i mean uh i mean it doesn't have anything to do with by the way that i'm performing right now but i th- I think uh you know it, it was a great decision just coming back and 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 play for for the team that i that I represent for the past decade and uh, you know a lot of fans and a lot of people that I've known over the years in in, in Denver is uh you know it makes a lot of sense it's uh it's a, it's a great city uh, they have been special to me to my family and uh you know I'm really thankful and uh, that's why i go out there and, and, and you know try to represent them the right way every night
0: i think of, the people who've watched you play all these years in denver uh, and around the country actually one of the things i like about you is your joy for the game your love of the game shines through i mean you hit a home run you have a smile on your face you make a a, a throw from right field you can tell that you do it all with kind of little kid's joy even though you're a grown man you're 32 now uh, where where does that love of baseball come? Is that just something that you've always just loved playing baseball?
1: Yeah, and I still do. You know, uh, I know it's a you know it's my job now. It's 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 business, like a lot of people like to call it. But for me, it's uh, it's the same game. You know, it's the same game that that I started playing when I was five years old. Uh, whenever I put the uniform and I have a bat in my hand or a ball, uh, you know, I try to enjoy it as much as possible because. It's like any other thing, you know. It can be, it can be over any time. So uh, as long as I'm getting the opportunity, I'm I, I always enjoy it, uh, even in the good or bad. Uh, you know, I try to I try to take the, the 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 most positive out of it, and you know, at the same time, try to enjoy the game with my teammates. I know there's a lot of guys out there like me who who wants to uh, who wants to play the game, and all the guys that are getting the opportunity now is. It's just a blessing, so uh, you know whenever, I never take that for granted.
0: I think a couple of weeks ago, and I don't remember the exact day uh, you had your your two little girls and your son in the clubhouse they were they were having a the ball, they were spinning around in chairs, etc. If you wouldn't mind, tell the listeners the name and ages of your kids and just tell me how much fun it is for you and your wife to have the three little ones and how cool it was that they could come into the rockies clubhouse and see where daddy works
1: i mean it's it's the best thing ever you know having your family uh by your side um that was a couple of days ago uh when my 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 twin girls genova and Carlota, they're, they're almost four they're about to be four in, in june 13 in a couple of days and my oldest son is santiago he's uh, he's nine he's about to be 10 in october um it's always nice to have him around you know show him show him the ballpark um Whenever they in there, uh, they never wants to go. They never want to go back to mom. They want to <laughs> stay there, cause you know it's a it's a great place. Uh, you know my teammates like to do the same thing after every win. They bring the kids down and you know enjoy the you know the family time and enjoying the win. Uh, it's just one of those things that you know is better than any home run, better than any play. You know just just having kids around smiling after a great win.
0: Okay, I gotta ask you, but when somebody hits a line drive or, or a foul or fly ball to you in right field and somebody's on first and they kind of pretend maybe they're going to test you to go to second or maybe it's a single and they're going to try to round second and go to third and i see you load up because you have a great arm you love that challenge don't you i could see you i mean i can see you lining up and you're like i dare you you love that moment don't you
1: yeah it's just one of those uh plays that you know that i enjoy the most whenever uh, someone is trying to take a uh, an extra base and you know that you your time. I'm, I normally time the runners, always trying to make sure that you know they take that chance. And, and whenever I come out with a big out, and you know, it's, it makes me feel so much, so great because I know how much it means for the team, how much it means for the pitcher who's out there, um, you know, sweating and trying to make pitches. And whenever they, they give up a hit and end and, and end up being an out, it's just uh, it's a gift for them. So uh, I enjoy that a lot.
0: Okay, one more question. I'll let you get back to your pregame routine. Uh, you guys just got swept by the Dodgers at home. It wasn't a good series. We all know that. You won last night, had, for the most part, a really good performance against the Reds. In my opinion, Cargo, the window was open this year for you guys to win the NL West if if you play up to capability. Do you agree with that? Can this team win the West? And if so, what has to go right going forward for you guys to do it?
1: Well, like I said earlier, uh, this year it's going to be a battle, you know, just like every other year. Um, the Dodgers, they have a really good team. Uh, the Diamondbacks, the, the Giants, and, and San Diego, you know, they're starting to play good baseball. So I feel like um, this is a great chance for us to, to get that, you know, to get that first one. Um, and, and, you know, go to the playoff with, with a different uh, mindset. Because last year, you know, it's it's, it's always nice to make the, the the postseason, but when you make it with the wild cards, you know, anything can happen in yeah, one, one game. game I mean. And then you'll be out. It's a, it's a little disappointing, but uh, our goal is to to win the the National League West and I know it's not going to be easy But we have the right guys we have the right mentality last year was a great example and, and, and a great test for us uh, We learned how to how to win together and uh, that's what we're trying to do so uh, So far it's been a battle, you know the Diamondbacks uh, They start really hot and then they 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 had a really bad streak uh, The Dodgers was the opposite. They starting to play base good baseball uh, lately and uh, for us uh I, I, I think that would we'll be more consistent the entire year, you know. Uh, I, I, and I still believe that, you know, we haven't hit the, we haven't played the best baseball yet. So that's a uh, that's a great sign. And uh, you know, we didn't have a, re- a great homestand at the end, but uh, but you know what? Um, it's nice to get that win last night and, and, and get the the losing streak over, and then you know, start a new one and, and keep pushing for for our goals, which is winning the the National League West.
0: Thanks, Carlos. Appreciate it. That's Carlos Gonzalez. All right. Rockies right fielder, and I'm Patrick Saunders, Rockies beat writer for the Denver Post, and you've been listening to the On the Rocks podcast.
2: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the On the Rocks podcast. I'm Denver Post sports writer Kyle Newman on the third and final segment of today's show. Thanks for listening in. If you did to the previous two segments, you heard my colleague Patrick Saunders sit down with Colorado Rockies outfielder Carlos Gonzalez who, of course, is always a great quote and interview. So thanks to Cargo for coming on the show. And now for the final segment here of the show for you today, I got two topics of discussion. Filling the David Dahl void is number one: how are the Rockies going to get by without him for the next six to eight weeks with a broken bone in his foot? And then secondly, the burden carriers. Just looking at the guys on this team who are going to have to pull the most weight, you know, throughout this month and into the second half in order for this club to reach the postseason. Again, folks, Kyle Newman here on The Rocks Podcast. Thanks for listening, in as usual. And so we'll start off, as I just said, with the David Dahl question. Got hurt May 30th against San Francisco when he fouled the ball off his foot, and he'll be out six to eight weeks with that injury. It's a big injury considering Dahl was kind of really starting to surge uh, after missing all the big league season last year with an injury, and it seemed like he was almost starting to settle in there, and then boom, another freak injury goes back on the DL. So there's some big questions here uh, for the Rockies in that outfield rotation with Dahl sidelined. Number one, can Vintage Cargo keep showing up? He really has the past couple weeks. You saw the 473-foot blast in Cincinnati to open the series on Tuesday, so that was a great sign as he continues to surge a little bit. He's hitting 264 with six home runs. Of course, all along, as he's been a kind of platooning in those those corner outfield spots, he has maintained he believes he's an everyday player and that he can help the team in an everyday role. So we'll see if he can ki- kind of keep bringing that vintage cargo show to the diamond every day. And then you got the young guys, Noel Cuevas and Mike Tauchman. And, of course, Tauchman just getting called up after being named the PCL Player of the Month for May. In that month, he had 44 hits, 31 runs scored, 81 total bases, a 379 batting average, 24 RBIs as well to go along with a 6.98 slugging percentage. So he was swinging a hot stick, suffice to say, down in A, He gets the call-up, Daniel Castro option back down. So Tachman looking for some redemption following that really very, very cold start to the major league season when he hit 0-43 in 16 games to start 2018. Uh, but since that demotion, he's been proving it again down in Albuquerque. So earning himself another chance and with Noel Cuevas, he's hitting 290 overall, 352 as a pinch hitter, 6 for 17 in that role. He's been a big spark off the bench, including a couple big swings, one, a triple a couple weeks ago that won then the game. So. Those two guys are going to continue to get time, I'm sure, in those uh, corner spots. We'll see if they can make the most of it with Dahl out uh, with that injury. And hey, how about the steady Eddie veteran, Gerardo Parra, who surged with a 3.29 May average and has continued to come through with some clutch swings, also playing some good defense out there. Uh, So that'll be interesting to see how he continues to progress uh, as the veteran here, along with Cargo and those other two, Cuevas and Talkman, Filling that David Dahl void, can the Rockies continue to do it uh, with Dahl, that very promising young spark plug, out for six to eight weeks with a broken bone in his foot? Again, folks, this is Kyle Newman. You're listening to the On the Rocks podcast. Thanks for tuning in to the show today and to the first couple segments with my colleague Patrick Saunders. And second. Topic of discussion I wanted to bring to light here today is the burden carriers. Because at this rate, uh, with how the team is playing, with it becoming increasingly apparent that the team is going to have to win the National League West Crown in order to make it back to the playoffs, there's been some guys that are pulling more than their fair share of the team weight, considering uh, bullpen inconsistencies and offensive struggles through the first third plus of the season. So, who are those guys? Of course, They're the guys who, uh, you know, jerseys are most bought and names are most recognizable around this Colorado State. Nolan Arenado, Chuck Nasty, Charlie Blackman, DJ LeMahieu, and Trevor Story. Those are the four offensive linchpins that really Colorado is riding so far. Nolan leading the team in multiple offensive categories, 327 average, dozen home runs, 421 on base percentage. Hey, how about Chuck Nasty? 12-game hit streak. That's the longest current hit streak in the National League and tied for the longest active streak in the Major Leagues with Sensu Chu. So he's got it going. He's 8 for 19 in June so far, and he's really starting to come around with that bat after a somewhat slow start compared to the historic numbers that he put up last year. And hey, how about DJ LeMayhew? If he can stay healthy, he's got two DL stints so far this year, the hamstring, then the thumb injury that I just recently came back from but if he's staying healthy he's going to be huge he's hitting 291 five homers had just eight homers all of last year so the power kind of coming around here this year maybe they can get more out of that from DJ in this month of June and into the second half and hey Trevor Story he's about to explode into a star in my opinion I think Patrick Saunders has said this multiple times in his stories mailbags podcasts etc but this guy has all the tools yes he's not hitting quite the average that fans probably hope. He's at 243 as of this podcast right now. He's actually striking out more Uh, this season than he was last year when he put up some pretty uh, astronomical strikeout totals. But if he can cut down on those, if he can put the ball in play more, get that average up a little bit, he is going to be a star. He's got 41 RBIs. That leads the team so far. And of course, that glove continuing to look like a gold glove as he develops into one of the National League's top shortstops on a defense that as Patrick Saunders has said, is probably the best defense in the entire National League. So those four guys, though, in the lineup are going to have to carry it. I mean, they've been the burden carrier so far, and it's looking like they're going to continue to have to be those guys until some of those younger guys step up, or maybe in the second half, Jeff Breidich makes a move for another bat. We'll see about that. Again, folks, this is Kyle Newman. You're listening to the On the Rocks podcast. Thanks for tuning in to the show here today. I'm just talking about the burden carriers for this Colorado baseball club. Just ran down the four offensive guys who are the clear catalysts for the Rockies so far. But, hey, starting pitching-wise, the burden carriers are very clear as well. Kyle Freeland. Herman Marquez and a little bit of Chad Bettis after a a very strong start and he's fizzled off a little bit. But Freeland and Marquez have really been the go-to guys as of late. You look at Kyle Freeland, 2.3 war. That's fourth in the National League. Of course, best of all Rockies pitchers. And the way he has progressed from 2017 to this year, his sophomore season, is pretty astounding. Uh, Thomas Jefferson product went to University of Evansville and now he's really shining as a lefty here in this Colorado rotation again you saw it on Tuesday to get the team back on track delivering another quality start in Cincinnati Freeland did and he has continued to be nails on just I love his mindset in the clubhouse to be honest you know no knock on the, on the other starters but Freeland, it seems, is able to shake the bad ones. He's, he's able to constantly learn, not just start to start, but pitch to pitch. You see him work out there on the mound. And of course, you got to love the gusto, the fire, the emotion, the fist pumping that he brings to it. The hometown kid out on the mound doing work, and he has done work so far. He's going to continue to have to carry that pitching burden, that starting pitching burden, especially with number one starter John Gray and all sorts of a mess right now and trying to figure his stuff out. But hey, how about Herman Marquez as well? He had two straight ace outings, and then pitched well enough to give the t- team a chance to win on June second versus Los Angeles before the bullpen imploded. Now, of course, the the home road splits have been a continued storyline for Herman this season. Home ERA seven point two two, road ERA two point zero six. If he can kind of right that ship at Coors Field and continue to pitch well deep into ball games like he has over the past month, Herman Marquez is gonna to continue to have to be a burden carrier for that Colorado rotation. Chad Bettis, as I mentioned, he needs to get back on track. 2.43 April ERA and then that ballooned to 5.28 in May, and he was blasted in his first June start against L.A. for five runs and five-plus innings. So he needs to turn it around, get back to uh, that kind of model that he was showing off earlier in the season of, you know, the unimpressive fastball but very well located combined with that changeup, which has become extremely, extremely effective for the veteran. Again, folks, this is Kyle Newman, the On the Rocks podcast. Talking about the burden carriers for this Rockies team so far, and looking out to the pen, of course, it's two clear guys in particular. Adam Modovino currently on the disabled list. Got to get him back ASAP. Uh, he's got a .95 ERA and has been pretty nailed so far. And, hey, Wade Davis, he's been a little shaky. There have been some theatrics, but the guy's converted 19 to 21 saves. It leads the National League, and when you look out in the Colorado pen, who else really is going to get it done? I mean, that's really the question. Obviously, Ottavino and Davis, are those burden carriers so far? Can Dunn step up? Can Brian Shaw pitch like he pitched in Cleveland that earned him this big contract with the Rockies in the offseason? So some question marks there for sure, but with the burden carriers now here to bring it around full circle in the concluding argument, at this rate, with the way the team is going, is this burden going to be too much? You know, is the... The offensive foursome of Nolan, Chuck, DJ, and Trevor—are they going to be able to sustain that kind of uh, output and produce under pressure, knowing that you know the the bottom half of the lineup isn't necessarily getting it done? Is Kyle Freeland going to be able to sustain his effort into the second half? We saw him in his rookie season trail off, sputter off, maybe got gas a little bit you know, towards August, September and basically got sent to the bullpen. So can he continue to kind of find that momentum and, and ride this into the second half, find that endurance as well? Herman Marquez, same question. Anytime you got young arms who are, you know, pitching really well in the first half of the season, can they continue that into the second half? Because it's gonna be a lot of pressure on Freeland and Marquez, two young guys to continue to kind of right the ship for the other starters. You know, there's there's no Bad days right now. If you're Kyle Freeland or Herman Marquez, because John Gray is taking care of a lot of those. Uh, you know Tyler Anderson struggled a little bit too. Chad Bettis been a little inconsistent. So you got to have your money guys in your rotation. And Freeland and Marquez is looking like that's going to be their role going forward here. Of course, in the pen, Adavino and Davis can't close and relieve every single game by themselves. So somebody else is going to be have to step up or Colorado is going to have to do something via trade to bolster that bullpen because obviously that's a very pressing need and that burden is extremely great on those two out in the pen more so than I think on Freeland and Marquez and the rotation or on the offense where there's some other guys who can potentially come in round including Carlos Gonzalez. Again, folks, this is Kyle Newman on the On The Rocks podcast. Thanks for tuning in to the show here today and taking your ears out for a listen to these couple topics on filling the doll void and the burden carriers. And, hey, thanks for listening in to the previous couple segments. If you did as well, Patrick Saunders was on there on the first segment and then brought on Carlos Gonzalez. Thanks to him for coming on in that second segment. And tune in next week. We'll be back with more analysis, another exclusive player, or coach interview, and, of course, all the storylines you can muster for this Colorado Rockies baseball club.